the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We are about two weeks away from an important deadline and four weeks away, give or take a few days, from the start of school. I wonder how much you've thought about putting your kids back in government schools, how much more aware you are of what's going on in your local school district and how you characterize yourself as a parent, as a community member. You know, as a listener to The Bruce Woolley Show here on 98.9 The Answer, that we talk a lot about schools. And the national initiatives have certainly started to show up and prevail here locally. So let's discuss today how you're going to react to that or have reacted to that. Are you homeschooling your kids for the first time ever? Are you putting your kids in private school? For the first time ever, we have some national numbers to look at. And I'm curious, sometimes it's not an option for you. Uh, Convenience wise, maybe your kids are young and you both work and you can't afford to or can't get them. You can't homeschool them because you're not home. You can't afford to send them to a private school. You're at the mercy of the government school. Do you become more involved? Do you become more hands-on? Do you just hide and hope? I'm really curious to know, because we've spent a fair amount of time this summer and this spring identifying issues that aren't just in California, aren't just in New York, aren't just in liberal cities. They're in suburban districts right now, right around us, private schools, public schools. And I would be curious to know what you're doing about it or if you feel helpless, as if you can't do anything at all. A part of that, of course, is that the movement is mounting to remask your kids in school this fall. Your little ones who could not see or respond to smiles from their friends or teachers last year, if they were even able to go to school on a regular schedule, on an abbreviated schedule, now... A powerful organization, the American Academy of Pediatrics, says mask the kids. The CDC hasn't said it yet, but Francis Collins, head of the National Institute of Health, and the great Anthony Fauci have lent their support to such a movement. And did you notice that your local news and newspaper and everybody is breathlessly reporting the number of COVID cases and the warnings are mounting about the much more contagious Delta variant and they're positioning the fear factor to be a factor again. Let's talk about it. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989 
is our number. I'm Bruce Hooley. It's the Bruce Hooley Show. And you can take us with you wherever you go with the phone in your hand. iHeart, tune in, radio.com apps and our app, downloadable at the iTunes and Google Play Store. Search 989-FM, the answer. Do you feel like you're running from a fight if you abandon your public school? Uh, take you behind the curtain in my house. Uh, we used to have all three of our kids in the public school. We now have none of our kids in the public school. Uh, as our last one just reached the sixth grade last year, she'll be going to a private Christian school this year, as will her older sister. And our oldest child will finish her um, senior year of high school as a homeschooler. So we're, uh, my wife and I, adding um, part-time jobs to pay the tuition at the school our two daughters will attend. Um, That's the choice we've been able to make. But our kids are, you know, pretty self-sufficient. Maybe you don't have that option. There is a school of thought out there that if you leave your public school, you are giving up the fight and that your system needs parents like you to fight for your district, to fight against critical race theory, to fight against transgender ideology, to fight against the 1619 Project, inauthentic, inaccurate American history, to fight against pornography masquerading as literature. The school of thought exists that if you bail and just say, well, not my problem, I have enough money to send my kid to a private school, I'm going to send my kid to a private school, we Make available to you here via the Discount Shopping Club many, many private schools, private Christian educations that will help you foot the cost of an education that as a parent who believes in authentic American history, the goodness of America, the divine blessing of our divinely inspired founding, an education you feel better about your kids getting because it's closer to the education you received. Nobody told you when you were growing up in whatever high school you attended that you were systemically racist or that you were an oppressor. You had to earn those titles with deviant behavior and attitudes and a display of hate toward others. Now you just have to show up with your skin exposed to determine whether you're an oppressor or oppressed. The school choice movement is flourishing. I'm a big proponent of it. I had Corey DeAngelis, school choice advocate, on the show this week. I've talked about backpack funding. I've talked about ed choice program in the state of Ohio, how to file for it. The state budget made more money available to those who qualify for ed choice. I'm all about charter schools. I'm highly critical of the Columbus City Schools for fighting in court against Choice in education for students because, I guess, when you care about the kids, and by the kids I mean the kids of the teachers, union, members, that's the only kids you could possibly be caring about when you're against school choice, but for lousy, crummy Columbus City Schools and the teachers' unions, which are 
fed by the union dues of the teachers. Those are the only kids you could possibly care about if you're against charter schools. Uh, 74% of parents in America support the use of tax dollars for their child's education resting with them. The choice resting with them. This movement is growing in America. One and a half million students left the public school system last year. Now, that's only about 3%, but that's a big number. Have you made the jump? Are you thinking of making the jump? What can I tell you to help you realize that, yes, you can do it? Does homeschooling scare you? What scares you about it? Is it just that your kid doesn't want to move? Or is it that you're not really that aware of what's going on? This is really important, by the way. 844-TALK-989 is our number. 844-TALK-989. You know, when you send them to the right private school, you won't have to worry about them being indoctrinated. You'll get the peace of mind of having them instructed. They won't be taught what to think. They'll be taught how to think. Are you sure you can eradicate what they're being taught in public school? Are you sure you'll get a full picture of what it is? And as for taking control of the situation beyond just your student, August 4th, it's right around the corner, is the deadline for filing your paperwork to be an eligible candidate for the school board in your district. August 4th. If you live in a rural district, you need like 25 signatures. It's very doable. Everybody has 25 people they know. Knock on a few doors. Tell them what you stand for. I don't want the deadline to pass without you knowing about it. I wish I had to run. I didn't know I had to file 90 days ahead. You do. August 4th is the date. I'd be curious to take your temperature on the matter of schools. What you've done what you're doing, what you're thinking. 844-TALK-989. It's the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9, The Answer. Five twenty, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Uh, your landing uh, in our uh, phone waiting room will be as soft as the rocket booster for Jeff Bezos space flight today. Aaron, what did you think of that uh, whole spectacle with uh, the Amazon b- multi-billionaire going up and down in, uh, what, eh, 11 minutes? Yeah, you know, I watched, the, uh, I watched the Richard Branson one. I yeah. watched the Jeff Bezos one. And, you know, I thought the Branson one was a little more spectacular in the way that the two planes send off the drone. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought today's was much more doable. Like, it seemed didn't seem that crazy that it could become a fairly regular thing. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you. We'll compare the two, and uh, I had some thoughts on it. I uh, wanted to get to those of you who had been holding on the school topic, um, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Do you hear these things about critical race theory, about the mounting threat of masks again? And if you didn't notice, the American Academy of Pediatrics says, oh, everybody over two years old really needs to wear a mask really needs to wear a mask. And this is where you would hope that an adult in the room would step up and say, look, uh, the kids don't wear masks correctly. They don't help. If the teachers are afraid, they can get vaccinated or they can wear an N95 mask because the teacher's an adult. They'll be able to do it. 
Uh, here's uh, Francis Collins of the National Institute of Health, though, saying, oh, yeah, it's a great idea. They will not be popular amongst parents and kids who are sick of masks. But you know what? The virus doesn't care that we're sick of masks. Yeah. The virus is having another version of its wonderful party for itself. And to the degree that we can squash that by doing something that maybe is a little uncomfortable, uh, a little inconvenient, it's not like we're asking people to go to the trenches with uh, shooting war. We're just asking you if it looks like it's going to help, put the mask back on for a while. Ah, if it looks like it's going to help, not if it's going to help breathing in your own CO2, fingering your own mask all the time. COVID cases are up. Yeah. How about deaths? Are deaths up? Somewhere early on, we went from, wow, I hope I don't die from this to nobody can get this ever. Darla in Worthington is our first caller today. 844-TALK-989. Hello, Darla. Welcome to the Bruce Willie Show. Hi, hello, and I'm so thankful, Bruce, that you talk about local issues that are so important to all of us. So thank you so much for that. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, my concern is we all found out how very powerful the school union is, and I'm afraid up in the last minute that they're going to uh, go on strike and not show up for the classrooms if we don't give them what they want. Mm-hmm. Well, they have that card to play. Um, I would not tell you that that's impossible. Uh, They do have some leeway. Uh, You know, the governor has said you can't have a vaccine mandate. Oh, but by the way, it doesn't come into play until 90 days. And there's a bill to eliminate a mask mandate. But oh, by the way, we're not back in session until September. And that wouldn't go into effect for 90 days. I will be interested to see, uh, Darla, what the parental reaction is if teachers try a power play or if schools try a power play what's your sense from talking to people that you know you know i don't know um i'm a grandmother and um my my son doesn't talk too much about the school issue and i don't think his politics may be the same as mine so i really don't know and i don't inquire well, but, that makes sense. Uh, I, I think know, I think it's prudent to do that if it's going to cause family strife. You're probably making a good decision. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time, Bruce. You have a good evening. Thank you, Darla. I appreciate your input. Really appreciate you listening to the show and calling the show. George in Lancaster is next. Hi, George. Welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. It's always good to get on with you. Thank you, sir. So I read something, and I'm not sure. Maybe you could confirm or debunk it. But what I read was that a coronavirus being that was made in a laboratory cannot have any variants because it cannot evolve. I've not seen that or heard that. Did you happen to catch the uh, theater today between Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci in Washington? I did not catch that. I was working all day. (laughs) Well, George, hang on to your hat because this was uh, really good stuff. Rand Paul, as you know, uh, is not a Dr. Fauci fan. And as you may know, Dr. Fauci's not a Rand Paul fan. Rand Paul, from the very beginning, thought the virus originated in a lab in Wuhan. Dr. Fauci said, no, 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 no. Then we found out, yeah, 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 yeah. Very possible. Then Rand Paul put the squeeze on Dr. Fauci as, hey, by the way, your National Institute of Health funded the research to make the virus 
more virulent, more infectious, more dangerous in the lab under the pretense that, well, if we make it more dangerous in a lab, we'll know how to handle it if it ever becomes more dangerous. The problem is it looks like it escaped from the lab while it was dangerous, and they didn't have any answers. So this caused quite the tete-a-tete between Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci today. Here's part one. If the point that you are making is that the ve- the, the grant that was funded as a subaward from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2, that's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It did I come can from the lab, but you. all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab, you, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the right. lab, including yourself. I totally this committee resent, will allow the witness to. Respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator. Okay, fine. You can resent it. Doesn't mean it's not true. Of course, you resent it. It fingers you for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of Americans. And Fauci always does this. He always plays these semantic games. Well, we funded, you know, the lab, but we didn't fund them to do that. He always parses his words, and Rand Paul won't let him get away with it. If you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is, one is molecularly. Those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is the gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That you is can't not. Get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, I find it very interesting and very disingenuous for Anthony Fauci to say, oh, read the reports. It's molecularly impossible. Oh, really? Is it? Is it even remotely possible that we've never gotten confirmation that whatever is in those reports is actually what was going on in the lab. Remember when the World Health Organization couldn't get in to the lab? And then when they got in, they were allowed to say, hey, by the way, you're not doing gain-of-function research here, are you? No. Okay, thanks a lot. See you later. We're trusting a government that exterminates people based on their ethnicity, ruling out the possibility that they would cook up a virus to exterminate people based on their ethnicity, using it as a political weapon, using it as a viral weapon. We're trusting the Chinese Communist Party to put in writing the truth of its own culpability for a worldwide pandemic. Did Anthony Fauci fall all the way from the top to the bottom of the stupid tree? Like, sorry, I don't under, I don't, I don't trust Chairman Xi and the Bat Lady. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses... And that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. 
Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. Cause the pandemic. Paul, we're look. saying they are gain-of-function viruses because they were They're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And- yes, you did. Yes, you did. It's indisputable. He did. He might have funded it through Peter Daszak in North Carolina. You might not have known what was going on. Nobody's saying you're guilty. You know, because you purposed this to happen. But it just makes way too much sense that it happened. And every time you deny it, maybe it's Facebook's fault. Yeah.